1: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
2: Maybe I'm not uh, selling the excitement of what's happening today, but see if this helps.
3: Y'all ready for this? If you don't mind, I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get
4: going.
5: One, two, three. Bad boy! Four
4: five
3: six! BIG! Ah! Hey, never the vein, it's the one. Remember me? I'm back. I wanna say this funny. Kernel Quality Guarantee. Kernel Quality Guarantee by KFC. <laughs> I like that. I, I, I
2: No, absolutely not. No. Hell no. Please leave the room.
6: And now. These two guys are pieces of sh Our feature presentation. Right? Wow. Morning, everybody. Brand new Kevin and Bean show. It's Monday, the 25th of June. Hey,
2: kids. What's
6: happening? Hey, Bean.
2: You guys having trouble sleeping last night? Um, no.
7: No, really. More than normal. Well, yeah. Why?
2: Really? Yeah, well, why? Well, I mean, I would think you'd be tossing and turning. Because... Because it was... Half Christmas Eve last night. Oh, you go straight to hell. Because it was half
6: Christmas Eve last night. And you knew we were going to wake up. Oh, no, it's... Oh, it's cutting out. No, not the waitresses. I thought you guys... (laughs) What a bummer. What happened? What? Bud. Huh? Half Christmas... Oh. Or half Christmas... Oh, man, this is really frustrating. Oh, no. We're
2: completely Uh losing but wait a
7: minute. Aliens? It was fun. <laughs> <laughs> is, is... Oh,
2: <laughs> Oh, this is bad. This For... is
7: real bad. <laughs> this... Maybe we should try and reset it. Oh, or... that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah.
6: Maybe reset it on your end.
7: Hey, it just cleared up. Oh, weird. Oh, you're there. <laughs>
6: hey, is that working now? All right. I don't know if it is. <laughs> it, it certainly is. I can tell How... you that.
7: How How can you hate?
6: How can you hate
2: Santa?
7: I know, for God's sake! I love
2: Santa. In December,
7: it was really good to hear a little bit of Christmas wrapping, though. Thank you,
2: thank you. Should play all Christmas music today, you guys. Oh, I'd love that. Oh, that that's would be so terrible. Wouldn't that be, yeah, the, would be the best? Worst. I'm telling you. What a terrible idea! I'm telling you that there's a people, time and a place, Bean. it. Right. And, and people love those songs, and they haven't heard those songs for six months. And I am telling you that our listeners, if they woke up today and they turned on the radio, oh, the oh, we
7: are oh, losing. No.
2: This is weird. Loose. What? Weird that we're having all this trouble. Yeah. After it working so well for so long. Oh, Just it's think, back. Cool. Think about it. It's a great idea.
7: Oh.
2: All right. Moving on. <laughs> Way to kill the half Christmas spirit.
6: There's no half Christmas spirit. It's not
2: a thing. Not with that attitude. Not
6: a thing. Santa wept.
2: He did, and he should. And somebody's not going to be on Santa's list this December <laughs> or next June. <laughs> or next June. I, um, I didn't want to do this story. I don't. Well,. It, Who's ha- making you? Be- Allie, you know what I'm talking about. I, there's, it's nope. unavoidable. The kids insisted. All they do is write to us and say, can't wait to hear you guys talk about this. Ooh, I bet this is going to be the first thing on Monday's show. Please do the story. I mean. So it's you don't our, have a choice. It, I don't have a choice. It's our brand. Okay. okay. <laughs> and sometimes I- we don't love our brand.
7: Mm. Right. But Sometimes is... your brand makes us gag.
2: <laughs> this is our line oh, in no. life. And again, it's, it's not my choice. I don't want to do it, but I have to. It's a responsibility to the kids. All just,
6: right? a, just a note. I. That's still okay. okay. All right.
2: Okay. The uh, the headline is uh, doctors remove a live worm crawling under woman's face. Now, don't no, automatically we don't, don't need to talk about that. Don't in automatically think that it's horrible. Okay, it wasn't, no, because it, it could be really great. No, no, it wasn't great, but there's no harm, no foul. She's fine. Okay, and, and 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 apparently, when this happens, and it happens infrequently, but more frequently than than it used to. Apparently, you are fine. It's inconvenient and it's a little bit scary, but there's no damage done. All right, so I'm I'm, I'm putting the upside on. It first okay right? that's the upside uh, a russian woman bugged by a strange lump on her face was even more shocked to discover the cause a live worm according to the new england journal of medicine the 32 year old woman first noticed strange nodules below her left eye she took a picture of it by the way it later moved above her eye and then down to her upper lip the moving now, part would really disturb me yeah
7: <laughs> and if you saw her lip it's, like, out to here. Oh, it, it is. is oh. disgusting.
2: Now, it would disturb you, yes, Kevin, if you knew it was a worm. Wouldn't it confuse you if you didn't make the connection in your head to I have a live animal living inside my face? I, I, think, <laughs> I think the fact that it's moving would lead me to at least
6: guess that maybe that's what's happening because... Injuries I, don't move for the most part.
2: It's yeah, I they pretty much stay where they are. I think I would be slow on the uptake on that one. I don't think. I think it would take me a long time to realize. If it realize was under
6: your eye and it went all the way to your lip, you I would wouldn't be, think. I'm d-
2: I'm really dumb, you guys. She told doctors the nodules appeared after she visited a rural area outside Moscow, where she was bitten repeatedly by mosquitoes. The nodules caused occasional itching and burning, but she said she had no other symptoms. So doctors identified the suspect, which is a long parasitic roundworm. Mm called the Dirofilaria repens. It typically is spread by mo- mosquitoes and hosted by dogs and other carnivores. They remove the squirming lump. God, I love that. The squirming nope. no, lump. No, that's mm. terrible. Who's oh, we'll hungry? That is... Ain't nobody got time for this. That. that is rich. Uh, from the woman's face using local anesthetic and a pair of forceps. It could have been worse, by the way, according to a physician who studies infectious diseases in Rostov, Russia. She told NPR that in twenty percent of cases the worms can move considerable distances. They can start in your upper eyelid and travel your body all the way down to your buttocks.
6: Oh my god, Allie's showing me a picture. Oh, oh. this is gross. Yes. The worm I want to they... do it. Yeah, of course. How did they um how do they get in?
2: Oh, butthole. Um, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Well, it says that they're typically spread by mosquitoes. So I will assume that somehow when the mosquito bites you, it has some sort of a parasite in its system that is then transferred to yours. Oh. Does hmm. that make sense? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> it doesn't
7: is sound it, like is anything that, I've ever heard before. Is but.
2: that your understanding, Allie? Is that the mosquito is what gives it to you? So it seems like that's the parasite coming from the bug.
7: I get, but can I, uh, it give you a worm?
2: Yeah, that's my question. I mean that's a, to me that's what seems to be happening. All right, here's my favorite part. Oh no. Even worse, the worm can live up to 2 years in the human body okay. if it isn't removed. Uh, All right
5: then. And All right then.
2: She is uh she is fine by the way again, and I led with that just so you know it's not a terrible story, but it's not great. Mm-mm. It's not what you want? No. It's not what you choose? Mm-mm. But uh, they, doctors do recommend that if you have this, it's easier to diagnose and, uh, and help the doctor quickly identify that it is this parasitic worm if you do take selfies along the way as it moves around your face and or body. So that's good advice for the listeners. Right? Sure. Okay.
7: Well, now we have to worry, like, oh, you have a bump under your eye. Could that be a worm?
2: And and you're looking at it every
6: single day to see if it's did to move a little bit? And
7: then you get a zit over here. You're like, it moved over there. (laughs) I mean, now I'm terrified. (laughs) This isn't good. This is a terrifying, horrible story. (laughs) For a Monday. Right? I miss the Christmas talk. (laughs) See? See? But it's half
2: Christmas, so that means how bad could it be? It's a holiday. Let's talk about
6: today's Kevin and shall we? No, we shouldn't do it. Brand new internet roundup on the program today. Another World Cup date. And, being you're going to you're gonna enjoy the fact that it includes um, inside edition tape. Oh. oh it's our that's favorite the
2: horrible reporting. What did you think about that World Cup fever song we heard a little bit out of the open today? Is
6: that what it was? I couldn't tell what it was.
2: Yeah, it's World Cup fever. No. From, oh. like, 20 years ago, a lister dug it up and sent it to me. Oh, that's awesome. So, yeah, I enjoyed it very much.
6: Uh, Smashing Pumpkins will join us in studio.
2: What? Uh, It's a secret, Kevin. It's a super secret band with a super (laughs) secret announcement about a super secret show. Well, it's still a super secret announcement about
6: a super secret show. Uh Mm Uh-huh. But once the band goes on and starts tweeting about the fact that they're going to be on the Kevin and Bean show, I feel like that part's not a surprise anymore. You
7: mean when they tweet that they're coming on at 7.15 and we've announced that there's a super secret show and we'll tell you about it at 7.15? Yes, correct.
2: Okay. Maybe they're coming in to tell us who the band is. Did you ever think about that. Twist. interesting so billy corgan's gonna go it's not us right right or whoever i don't want to say that's them i don't want to get everybody's Love hopes up right sure but i'm saying maybe that's how it works so you don't know man don't jump to conclusions uh great news we like to do on
6: mondays uh beans obsessed with april the giraffe who might be pregnant again whore
2: Right? I mean fifth, right?
7: Kid. Take it easy. We don't even know the dad yet.
2: Though. Uh no slut-shaming here. April is a very nice woman who takes care of her her ba- her baby giraffes.
7: Okay. She's a she's a giraffe, she's not a woman. Well, she's though. a girl. I mean, she's
6: a she's girl a animal. Son. She's a okay. female. All right. And also uh Dan Reynolds from Imagine Dragons. Wow. The uh, documentary that he has on HBO called Believer is awesome. It's great. It's really moving.
7: It's very sad and very uplifting Both, and then yes. very sad again mm-hmm. and then uplifting and then the end you say oh, what are we doing <laughs>
6: <laughs> So we'll tell you about that coming up as well we'll take a break we'll come back with what's happening next
0: It's Kevin and Bean on K Rock
2: Monday morning, Allie is here with our her first look at what's happening. Good morning.
7: Well, no shock, you guys. Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom did pretty well at the box office this weekend. They pulled in $150 million. That's it? Only that? That's pretty good, right? You saw it, Kevin? I did. Dinorific.
6: It's um it's eye candy. Mm-hmm. Watching dinosaurs interact with people is fascinating. Right. And you you just can't take your eyes off the screen. And then when you walk out, you go. That movie was kind of dumb,
7: but sure enjoyed watching those dinosaurs. Right? Yep. Sure do like them up it there was as was Really of cool. It. So, not as much to advance the plot line or? Uh,
6: no, it's just them interacting with people, mm-hmm. but it was just people being incredibly stupid again right. and again yeah. and again. Where like, they go, when will they learn? Let's control th- these dinosaurs. This will work. Yeah. I mean, it didn't work the first time. It hasn't since. It's, it was ridiculous. Now they're loose in the world, though. Okay. So they're ready for another one. Right. And at the very end, can I give away a spoiler? Uh, spoiler alert. S- spoiler alert. The very last scene after the credits, mm-hmm. there were like three dinosaurs that were circling over Las Vegas.
7: Just flying? Yep. Pterodactyls?
6: Uh, I don't know. Or, or a whole new group. And then they, then they landed on the Eiffel Tower at the Paris.
7: Oh, at the hotel. Uh-huh. Okay. I was like, wow, they flew far. <laughs> and it was like,
6: oh, man. So I'm ready for the next one as well, even though this is bad.
7: I mean, hasn't Paris or hasn't Vegas been through enough right. lately? Let's maybe let them have a break. <laughs> Just saying. All right. So that was number one with $150 million. Incredibles 2, another $80.9 million. That's not bad in their second week. Good Lord. That's a great movie. That's amazing. Followed by Ocean's 8, Tag, Deadpool 2, Solo, A Star Wars Story, Hereditary, Superfly, Avengers, Infinity War, still in the top ten. And then coming in at number ten, Won't You Be My Neighbor? Bean, have you seen that yet?
2: Uh, Hasn't opened where I live. Oh. But I sure will.
7: I was going to say, you're seeing RBG, you're seeing Pope movies. Mm -hmm.
2: But I get all...
5: Soapy, You know, soap oh. suds all over me. Clip from the movie. And then my grandfather would take this hose oh. and go like this with me. He'd squirt all over me until the <laughs> soap, you know, he'd rinse the suds off. Yeah. So you were playing. Yeah, my grandfather and I did a lot of playing together.
2: It's a, a big season for uh, documentaries, by the way. That's a one, two, three punch right there.
7: For, for you, yes. Yes, for, well, for, for
2: anybody who enjoys yeah. compelling uh, entertainment.
7: Well, sure, or you. Mr. McFeely
2: came over
5: here last night mm-hmm. and asked if he could do something fun for me. Oh. A kind of secret, he said. Ooh, oh, don't, no.
2: don't keep secrets like no. that. How about some make believe
8: about toes? <laughs>
5: <laughs> Hi, neighbor. A little trouble with my zipper there.
8: All right. <laughs> I mean, well, that's
7: why I say it is It is not. Oh, it isn't. Okay. And I say we leave it at that. And we congratulate Jaja. Do you know who Jaja is?
6: I do. I saw this morning.
7: Oh wow! Hideous. Uh, well. Are oh. there hideous dogs? Yes. Okay. She's from Minnesota. She won the title of 2018's World's Ugliest Dog in Petaluma, California on Saturday. She's a nine-year-old English bulldog. She was calm and cool during the contest, beat out other serious contenders like a Pekingese named Wild Thang. <laughs> Sha got a $1,500 prize and bragging rights for the next year. Now, Bean... Mm. You are a lover, an owner of the English Bulldog. Correct. The body was a little different. Like, what, what, it was just kind of more that, I don't even know. The torso was different and the, the hand blob. stance.
2: It's uh, difficult it a difficult, Bulldog difficult for me to talk about this because of uh, how I feel about animals. Right. But she was horribly abused. Mm-hmm. Oh. And for five years, she lived in a crate where oh. she did not have enough room to stand up. Oh, that's awful.
7: But that would explain why her body's like that. That
2: is why her body's oh. like that. Yes. So I'm so happy. Forget the world's ugliest dog. I'm so happy to see her with a forever family that loves her and will give her a great life for the rest of her life. And world's ugliest dog, 1500 right? bucks. Right.
7: Dragon right.
2: Right? Right? I've never seen an English bulldog that's ugly. Never.
7: What about that tongue, though? Wait, that was yeah. a really long Except tongue. Except for this
2: one. Um, no, she's beautiful. Do you but- have, you don't have the ugly, cute category for they're ugly, but. You love oh, yeah. dogs and they're beautiful. Oh, I do, do. Okay. I do, but I've just but English bulldogs are all beautiful to me. Mm. I just I love the the look of them. You know, it's just a question of a degree on how how awesome they are. But, Mostly ugly to me. But when you hear about ja- when you hear about her backstory, though, yeah, I that's mean, heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. Yeah. yeah. So I'm just I'm happy to see her happy. That's all.
7: I think she knows. I think she knows she won.
2: Is it? Would you be prouder
7: of that? I think if she knew she won, yeah, yeah. a little swagger, a little. <laughs> kicked to her step, walking around. Like, off the other dogs. Right? Yeah. Like, oh, check me out. 1,500 bucks. I don't think oh, that's what on. we're saying either. Guys, uh, some uh, real-life marriages that we're going to talk about in the uh, the community known as Game of Thrones. Uh-huh. We're going to talk about that because I, I just don't think those people... Knowing what I know about the show mm-hmm. and weddings, mm-hmm. right. maybe you didn't want to be invited to this one, is all i Good saying. point. Thank you. Good, good point. Thank you. Some birthdays for you. Actress Busy Phillips, actress Linda Cardellini, actress Angela Kinsey, and comic Ricky Gervais. And that's what's happening.
2: It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Okay, right. What's up with April?
7: Well, Allie did
2: not share my enthusiasm when the news broke uh, at the end of last week that April, the giraffe, might be pregnant again. Right. What? Now this have to, What about love? What, what? How did love die in your life? Because you can't find love. No one should be able to find love. I uh, mean, it's a giraffe. First of uh, all,
7: yes. And I just, I just wasn't one of those people that was watching twenty four seven like you. See, I like think, I think that's the problem. Is people
6: talked so much about April yeah. the giraffe. Last time, right, stop for what seemed like she was pregnant for two years. Yeah,
7: so much so I started denying she was even <laughs> pregnant.
2: Oh yeah, you were de- you were de- you definitely were conspiracy alley
6: yeah, on that. You I thought did. the
2: whole thing was made up by the zoo so they could sell plush toys. Yeah, then I was
6: an April ga- truther. <laughs> then she gave birth like a week ago. How she already pregnant again? That's we what I'm saying. We can't do this again. She gave birth like I don't know
2: six months ago Whatever. or it Eight feels like a ago. week.
7: Actually, I take it back. I think it's been over a year since she
2: gave birth. No way.
7: I think it has been. April hey, twenty seven twenty seventeen. Yeah. Okay, it's been
2: over a oh, year. Yeah, so that's not uncommon for moms to start squirting out new babies after a year. I don't
7: know if
2: squirting. <laughs> hey, uh, Christine, Assistant Producer Christine, please come in for this conversation because Christine, Christine was on the the April tip as well. So here is the thing for folks who don't know, uh, April lives in a place called Harpersville, New York. It's mm-hmm. a tiny town in uh, in upstate New York, about thirty five hundred people. She lives in a little zoo there, and. Her pregnancy was live-streamed, and when they started putting the camera up, they thought she was within, I don't know, like a month or something of having having this baby. They didn't realize it was a year and a half later? <laughs> they didn't realize that she was going to be pregnant on that goddamn camera for like four months until she <laughs> finally popped. Now, you but, guys, correct me if I'm wrong,
6: you guys checked back all day every day yes. to see if there
2: was any progress, and there wasn't. Christine, were you like me and you just had it up on your browser all the time?
9: I had it up here at K Rock. I had it on my phone. Mm-hmm. I had it uh, on uh, YouTube at home. Okay. Um, I would check in and text with friends all day if I was away from any of those oh, screens.
2: That's a little sad. And I, I would wake up in the was, middle of the night, and if I got up to pee, I would check on the April Cam just like to make sure nothing was happening. Ruined my life, right? <laughs> I can see, see that it'll ruin your life. It yeah, awful. So okay. So having said that, it'll ruin your life. Be no, I would okay. loved it. I enjoyed oh. the hell out of it. But then I also have a lot less going on than Christine. Sure. Does. All right. So so she had she had the baby, uh, uh, which was her her fourth, by the way. And he that little that little boy is now um, over ten feet tall. By the way. Oh. And, and he is adorable. But the question is, Christine, and for all the other uh, April fans out there. If she is pregnant again, and we don't know yet, they're, they, they've got the test out right now to find out whether she's pregnant Do or they again. have the cam up while they wait for the results of the test? They do. They already have it up. Yes, they do have the camera. My question is, Christine, have you lived through it once and you don't need it again, or will you get sucked back into the excitement of the April cam and start watching it again?
9: Get sucked back in again. Of course, I, I hate it.
2: Well, you don't have to, though.
9: I have to. Why well, you don't? I'm compelled to. That Why? we we have a uh, monitor in the office, mm-hmm. and here, look. I'm not saying it's a good thing, but uh, uh, the uh, guy who sits next to me, Dave, the King of Mexico, right? And Bean, the three of us are probably the dumbest ones in the show that get sucked <laughs> into every animal cam, eagle cam, uh-huh. bear cam, bear cam, right? Giraffe, April cam. We watch every single now, one of them. What oh, kind of Hawaii, act- lava cam.
6: What kind of activity happened on the April cam on a normal day? Did she move around? Did yeah. she eat? Was there activity? You would see she'd be sleeping, and then there'd and be then a you'd trainer check back in. She'd be sleeping? She she yeah, sleeping. and
9: then a trainer would come in, and she would interact, and she was very sweet with her trainers. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while, April would look at the camera, you'd see her like, you know, you. I would imagine she was acknowledging us, but in reality, she <laughs> oh, was just check out what the oh, thing no. in the corner was,
6: this but... just got really sad. <laughs> like, April, Did you think that she was looking at you?
2: Uh, of course she was. Oh, it, was, a, she it, was, was. A, it was a two-way street. <laughs> Look, April. Lo- April loves her public, and she's good to her public. Sure. So the zoo announced we might have some exciting news. We've done a lot of watching, a lot of looking. We all have our opinions, but they're still not 100% sure that April the giraffe is pregnant. Now, is this a situation where we should be uh, uh, respecting her privacy at this delicate time? Because a lot of times you don't want to talk She's about these pregnant... Yeah, but right? you don't want to... T- isn't it just bad form to talk about a pregnancy too early, like you should wait until we know for sure that everything for is yeah. humans? yes.
7: But don't we have enough people judging our bodies, forming opinions right just waiting to pounce
2: um christine i have a question for you that i have been unable to find the answer to and that is did she go back to oliver for this baby or is she play in the field a little bit and there's a new baby daddy in the picture what do you think No,
9: now i I gotta know and is oliver pissed Because what's Oliver going
2: to do when he finds
9: out? Yeah, I would be.
2: I don't know. Now, I haven't had a chance to go to this uh, zoo yet. Of course, I will, the Animal Adventure Park. But I I don't know how many other giraffes they have there, how many other uh, possible fathers there are at Mm -hmm. the zoo, or if Oliver's, you know, all she's got. But uh, she has had four. Oliver's enough if he's all she's got. She has had four, and a lot of people are questioning, you know, overpopulation. Do we really need another giraffe? I say let the woman live. That's what I say. It's not a woman. It's a giraffe. You know what I'm saying.
6: And I would like to say this. I love giraffes they're an amazing animal you've made out with one i mean not technically <laughs> fed it fed it with food in my mouth we've seen pictures but yeah. um
9: we'll but I, we post that on his yes. on at kevin <laughs> to instagram in about five minutes but
6: i couldn't for the life of me watch this <laughs> live stream. really no, no, no. not. No. but what million. about
2: the, what about the miracle of nature what about how astonishing it is mm. that this giraffe is walking around and then out of her hoo another giraffe falls to the ground out of nowhere wait that's how it works Yes,
6: falls. What about, I'm sorry, falls to the ground out of nowhere. The giraffe's birth <laughs> standing no
2: up is what I'm saying. Is the first second of that giraffe's life outside of the womb is hitting the ground. <gasps> That's a tough way to come into the world, man, <laughs> isn't it? So, so, so you're in for another. I am way in. How long are giraffes
6: pregnant, for real?
2: I've been... Well, apparently (laughs) apparently no one knows. (laughs) Really? Because I've
6: been exaggerating by saying a year and a half, but it was a long time where people did... I think it's like 15 months or something, Christine, right? It was a long time, So let's say this is month one. You guys are in for another
2: 15 months of No, I don't think we need... I don't think we need to watch the early months of the pregnancy. I I think we need to watch as she starts to show. I think that's when we get invested. Yeah.
9: And the baby giraffes are so cute.
2: They are so cute. But, you know, here's the thing. You can see the baby giraffe
6: and probably the birth after it happens. Mm -hmm. And then you have to put zero time into it. Why does everyone hate love but us, Christine?
9: I don't know. (laughs) It's Kevin and B.
3: K-U-R-O-C-K-R-O-C-U.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?
2: What's up with Florida? You always have the craziest news. What's up with you, Florida? Florida, Florida. What's up with Florida? Let's all find out what happened now in Florida. I don't know how they continue to do it, but they continue to do it. America's most penis-shaped state is back in the news many times, so it's time for another round of What's up with Florida. Uh, Kimberly Dunn, 35, accused of shooting her husband in the testicles, Kevin. Oh, man, shooting her husband in the testicles. Can you? No. Imagine. No. Is uh, Back in the news, this uh, original story happened a few months ago. Uh, Her husband and her brother came to her Lake City home to pick up an air conditioning unit that she was trying to sell on Facebook. The couple was going through a divorce at the time, and I think there was a a dispute over who really owned the air conditioner. She was trying to sell it for the money. He's like, no, no, that's my air conditioner. So they showed up. So Miss Dunn sat on the air conditioning unit to prevent the men from taking it. When her husband tried to get her off the AC unit, she tried to fend him off with a stun gun. What's happening, then fired around at her now ex husband's testicles using a handgun. So she was loaded for bear when these two guys showed up for this air conditioner. She's sitting outside on the air conditioning unit with a stun gun in one hand and a handgun in the other. And pointed at his crotch. Like just crotch. shooting him
6: isn't going to be enough. It's oh. got to be there.
2: Her husband's brother was able to restrain the woman and take his brother to the hospital. Uh, Police say her husband picked up the gun and brought it with him to the hospital. So the reason she is back in the news is she failed to show up for court, and now she is facing an additional charge of contempt of court. That story is the most Florida story ever, isn't it? Also, I'd like to know how much the air
6: conditioner went for because it's probably very, very small.
2: Yeah. (laughs) And and I'd like to know what the uh, medical outcome was from being shot in the (laughs) ball. It does seem like it might leave a mark. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Port Ritchie, Florida. This is a weird story. Look, look, look. I, like many people, am enormously frustrated and beyond that, terrified. By the number of people that I see on the road who are driving while texting. Mm -hmm. Doesn't it wig you guys out when you encounter it all the time now? Yeah, it does seem like it's everywhere. I hate it. Philip Macchio is an Uber driver. He's driving near State Road 52 on Friday when he noticed another driver texting while driving. So he decided he was going to show him what's up. He drove in front of the victim's vehicle. You'll find out why he's a victim in a moment. Tapped his brakes multiple times. Trying to get this driver's attention. Trying to say, hey, maybe don't text while you drive. I'm not sure a brake check is the way to do that. Mm -mm. I'm not sure it is either. So the other driver, the texture, drove around Mr. Macchio in an attempt to pass him. Then... The Uber driver pulled out a gun oh, and pointed a firearm out her. She what? Dist- Shot so, her in the balls? Uh, didn't shoot her. No, doesn't okay. have balls. No, okay. he had a black Glock 19 in his center console with him in his Uber. By the way, he said he was annoyed that the other driver was texting and driving, and and that's what he was trying to do was try to show her. Look, if you're annoyed, you're allowed to pull a gun. I think that's I law in Florida. Yeah. I think that's the law in Florida. Sure. It does sound like something that would be the law in Florida, doesn't it? <laughs> so apparently he overreacted, I guess, is what I'm saying. They're both in the wrong here. Who's more in the wrong, though? The woman Him. who's driving and texting or the, yeah. wo- the guy who pulls out the gun? Him. He's
0: never causing make it something. You'll,
2: you'll never make it as a Florida judge. <laughs> <laughs> All right. There's nothing funny about uh, underage sex. All right. So don't misinterpret me bringing up 64-year-old Paul Amato who responded to a sting online. He thought he was meeting an underage girl for sex. It turned out to be the police in a sting operation. The only reason I bring this story up is there are two problems that I have with this news report you're about to hear eight seconds of. One is Mr. Amato... Know your audience. If you're going after a teenager, maybe don't dress up as an Elvis impersonator to meet her in the parking lot of the Lowe's. No. I don't know that there are going to be a lot of teenage girls that know who Elvis is or will be impressed by it. And I also. (laughs) And I also would like to say to the news anchor in this story, maybe this story of meeting a girl for underage sex is not the story to pull out the Elvis puns. His desire for burning love with Uh, an underage girl is what investigators say led to the arrest of an Elvis impersonator in Brevard County. Maybe leave the burning love comedy out of that report, okay? I'm horny for you. Okay. And uh, finally. Oh, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> this is a largo florida police officers responded to a home on uh, april the 8th after someone reported seeing a man smashing a mailbox when they arrived at the home they found william timothy anderson thomas who i think has too many names yep, by the way agreed 25 years old on the property shirtless covered in dirt Love According it. to the arrest affidavit, a trailer tire had been flattened, a window on the house was broken, and a mailbox, a real estate sign, and a garden angel were completely destroyed. Police say that Mr. Thomas admitted to willfully and maliciously maliciously damaging the property. He stated that the reason was he had listened to, to too much music and masturbated too much, what? so he felt like going out and destroying stuff.
6: What? I
7: would think that masturbating too much would put you in a very calm Perhaps mood. Perhaps
2: maybe
6: you need a nap.
7: I would yeah. think so, too. This maybe is a he's very, doing
2: it wrong.
6: Right? This is a oh very no. weird reaction. <laughs> and I,
2: I'm troubled to think yeah. how he could be doing it wrong. <laughs> he was arrested and charged with burglary and criminal mischief and booked into the Pinellas County Jail with a bond set at $7,000. We'll have plenty of time to properly masturbate. And this has been What's Up with Florida. Florida, Florida, Florida. What's up?
3: Kevin and Bean Show, K Rock.
2: Hey, Dave King of Mexico. What's up? Nope. I know. I know. You keep saying you're not going to get sucked into Mexico as your team for the World Cup, but they were so impressive over the weekend. Even Kevin is starting to root for them. That's scary. That was very surprising. That's scary.
5: <laughs>
6: you were
2: happy when you saw them score. I was
6: more surprised than anyone on the planet. <laughs> How far will they go, Kevin? Uh, they're playing well together. I don't they know. They are. They're really doing well. So they are. They could go. Go
2: where? I mean, they could. Go where? Quarterfinals? Semifinal? <laughs> I don't know. All right. Final? Well, it's very exciting. We do have another World Cup date coming up later on the program. First, though, how about a brand-new Kevin bean Internet Roundup? Yeah! <laughs> Click that. And open your browser, pull up your shirt and drop them trousers. We've got shots that need your viewing. lots so hard they pull starts be owing Kevin and
6: Bean
2: later. It's a good batch of videos that you can find at dot com or Kevinbean.com. Fun with a remote controlled alligator in this roundup. Uh we got the World's Worst Sheepdog. By the way, that Will Smith video that was shot. Yeah. Um the slow motion videos. Where did all these other kids come from that Will Smith has (laughs) that I don't know about? Because none of them were Jaden or Willow, right? Right. Who are all these other kids he has? That's what I thought too. I thought
6: I was the only one. I was like, "That's not his son." Yeah, that's I, what I thought. I was with you guys. So that's so I weird. Was like, okay. Oh, that's uh, Ali, Do
2: you know? Do you have some background no. on where Will Smith got all these extra kids from? I don't, I don't think they're his. There's a guy with. <laughs> he <laughs> says he was his son. There's a guy with boxing gloves and he uh-huh. hits
6: he hits him in the face and yeah. then they
2: shoot it with slow mo camera and, and we all looked at him and went, "Don't know that kid." Yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Is <he? laughs>
2: All right, we do have some audio for you by now. If you haven't seen Paul McCartney's carpool karaoke, you are a bad person because it is joy personified. James Corden from his late night American TV show did the, his program from London last week and Paul McCartney was one of his special guests and they went all around Liverpool to where Paul used to live and the pub he used to play at and the 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 smiles on the people's faces as Paul McCartney shows up it's, it was like watching Beatlemania all over again, wasn't it? People are freaking out at yeah. this 76-year-old man. Uh, here's a clip, and please go to the Roundup and watch the whole video because it's worth it. But here's another clip of uh, Paul McCartney and James Corden in the car. You
6: know, I wrote my first song when I was 14. What was that? What it was, was called song? I Lost My Little Girl.
5: And how did it go? Do
6: you um, remember it? Yeah, I woke up late this morning. My head was in a whirl. AND ONLY THEN I REALIZED
5: I LOST MY LITTLE GIRL HER CLOTHES WERE NOT EXPENSIVE HER HAIR DIDN'T ALWAYS CURL (laughs)
3: This
4: (laughs) is a hit! This This
3: is is a hit record! yeah, yeah. Very different to my first song that I wrote with my band at school. What
6: was that? It was called Girl Are You Ready? Oh,
10: there's a girl involved.
3: How did that go? It went, Girl, are you ready? Just tell me when you're ready. Girl, are you ready? I ain't gonna rush you. And then into a big (laughs) dance break. Okay.
2: <laughs> dun, 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 dun. It's very similar. Yeah, times <laughs> it's not really similar. <laughs> <laughs> the uh the, the video series where the stars answer the internet's most Google searched questions about them is always interesting, and with Glow getting ready to come back on Netflix for season two, Allison Brie, who you know I love more than anyone in the world, mm-hmm. right, is with her co-star Mark Meer, and they are talking about questions that people have asked about Allison Brie. By the way, she's so talented on uh, everything she does, from Community to Mad Men to Glow. She's so beautiful, and this personality—Who's better than Allison Brie, you guys? Take it easy, Dave Sanchez. Seriously, here's here's uh, here's some of the pe- questions that people have for Allison. How did Allison Brie and
5: Dave Franco meet?
0: We were introduced by a mutual friend at Mardi Gras in New Orleans. Mardi Gras? That's all you need to know. Wow.
5: Were you drunk?
0: Yeah. Okay.
5: <laughs> Didn't Allison Brie...
0: Didn't. Allison Brie balloons. I did not. What does that
5: mean? Is that a weight I, thing? I
0: did not. Balloons. No, because I can make balloon animals. I actually do think I know what this is related to because wow. I used to work as a clown um, for kids' birthday parties <laughs> right. in <What>? my youth <laughs> and I can make balloon animals.
5: Didn't Allison Bree rap? rap?
0: Yeah, I've rapped. Yeah. I used to rap on community because I worked with Donald Glover, aka Childish Gambino, who was always making like real amazing music. So I would jokingly rap a lot and then people wanted to make me rap all the time, yeah. similarly to the balloon animal thing, and I had to draw a line. Wrong I've idea. done it a million this is times. Where someone steps Google in. it, you'll find it.
5: Maybe you could do something integrating the two, like
6: rap and Don't then like them do a dog. Can you so imagine much. how terrible it would be to be a clown for children's parties? Mm-mm. I think we've talked about that before, but me, we, we may do, may need to do that again. But how awesome would it be to have Alison Bree as your clown? I mean,
2: of course. I bet puberty would start early.
4: And
2: finally, right. um, Regina Ballard is her name. She works at the North Lincoln High School in Lincolnton, North Carolina. What is her job, Allie? Were you able to figure out what she does? I believe
7: she's the school receptionist.
2: Okay. Mm-hmm. And she also does, apparently, announcements over the school loudspeaker system. And here it is at 3.15 on the last day of school recently. And she decided to treat the students with... Singing, and she changed some of the words around of the Etta James classic, At Last, to make it appropriate. Adelaide. That's not the record, by the way. That's the receptionist.
4: Summer break has come along.
2: Right at that point, I pick up my books and I'm gone. Yeah. <laughs> you never hear the end of this song. Nope. All our
4: long
2: Like She's got a karaoke page up on her computer. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. At last. Now, is it my imagination or is she a really good singer? She's good, she but this is annoying. <laughs> blue. This is a special treat for the kids Let on the last us Just, day just let us go. Just let yeah. us go. We can spend our day.
6: Can we do that right now? (laughs) Because you're still singing.
2: Because the school year's finally through. Because the school year's finally through. Come on, Kevin. The song's finally through. Right? (laughs) Wow, tough room, you guys. (laughs) Check out the videos at KRock.com or KevinAndBean.com. It's brand new Kevin and Bean Internet Roundup. Kevin and Bean
6: Internet Roundup.
3: Kevin and Bean on K Rock. -Rock. K-R-O-Q.
6: First, the grand prize winner. Last week, we were giving you tickets (laughs) for 30 Seconds to Mars. Hold on. you got to
2: wait for the big intro here. Hold on. Okay. So this is the deal where we gave away tickets for 30 Seconds to Mars for the local show, and then you were qualified for the grand prize. Join to see them again in San Francisco, round trip, airfare, and hotel included. Right.
10: Okay. And the winner is... Keisha. Oh, hold on. Every Keisha is free
2: right now. Keisha. Okay.
7: Here, hold Glenn on. Here
2: we go. Out. Here we oh. go. Keisha. Hold on. Okay. Almost there.
6: Congratulations, too. Hold on. Big, big, big finish. Big finish. Here we go.
2: Now, Kevin. Oh,
6: Keisha Guerrero. Yeah. From Laverne. Keisha oh Guerrero
2: from Laverne, <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> all <laughs> right, well done. Smashing Pumpkins, the Studio with this coming up next. First, though, how about some great news? No, I'm sorry, I wasn't ready. How could you? I <clears throat> <laughs> wasn't ready that time. Great news. When you wake up, all you hear is bad news. So bad it makes you want to hit the snooze. Kevin and Bean can make that go away. It's time for Great News Today.
5: Great News.
6: All right, my uh, Great News starts. uh, An 83-year-old husband took matters into his own hands when his wife became unable to apply her own makeup due to her deteriorating eyesight. So her eyesight was going bad. She couldn't put her own makeup on. So she was going to a birthday party, and she needed her makeup done. So she went to a professional and got her makeup done, and her husband went with her. Mm -hmm. And he paid attention, and he took the brushes from the the artist that was doing her makeup, and he was learning how to put on her makeup so that he could do it for her at home. Um, He told The Morning Show that her eyesight in her left eye was really bad. He added that uh, she also had trouble holding the brushes. And he'd offer to make small corrections when she was attempting her own makeup. Mm -hmm. So if she made mistakes or something, maybe she didn't see he would correct it. Right. And then as it got worse, he decided that he would go back and take more lessons so that he could put on her makeup for her and like she likes it.
2: He's got a girlfriend on the side. This is some way serious overcompensating.
7: That is a man that knows what for better or for worse means. I don't know. It
2: says
6: he got lesson after lesson after lesson. And it sounds like maybe he's in love (laughs) with a makeup artist. I just sound like it. It's a good point, Kevin. I think
2: we both drew the same conclusion here. There's
6: something fishy about this. There's a a sweet Instagram photo that I will uh, re Instagram in a couple of minutes, but uh, Des Manahan. And 83 years old, is my great news.
7: That is so sweet. Uh, my great news comes to you from a flight from Boston to LAX. It happened on Alaska Airlines. Um, this is because a woman named Lynette Scribner was kind of paying attention, watching this gentleman in the airport. Um, he was with his sister, and it appeared that he was both blind and deaf. She was watching her signing into his hands to feel the words So they wound up being on the same flight and they were in the same row and the gentleman that had uh, the aisle seat graciously gave up um, his seat to this man. Turns out his name is Tim and the flight attendants really wanted to help him, but they just had no idea how to communicate with him. And she said she watched watched as they didn't flinch when he reached out to touch their faces, their arms, any way that he could kind of get across what he wanted to. So then somebody said, why don't you put out over the PA, does anybody know sign language? So they did that. And that's when 15-year-old Clara Daly appeared. 15-year-old girl from Calabasas, California, who came up and she learned... ASL because she had dyslexia and she thought maybe this would be the easiest foreign language for her to learn. For the rest of the flight, she attended to Tim, made sure every one of his needs were met. The woman said it was just so fascinating to watch every time she would sign one letter at a time into his hands and he was able to read her signing and they just carried on an animated conversation on this plane. It's called tactile signing. And this woman was just observing how everyone from the man that moved his seat, that then helped him with the creamer and his coffee, to the flight attendants, to this woman. She said, I don't know when I've ever seen so many people rally to take care of another human being. And I just think that is beautiful and lovely and 15-year-old Clara Daly who made this man's whole flight. Do
6: you think the rest of the people on the flight were like, "Yap, yap, yap"? for God's sakes, quiet down. It doesn't make any noise nope. to sign. Okay.
7: Just checking. Kevin. <laughs> I'm just asking. Ryder. I'm asking, for a, the question, love I'm of asking all a question. This. Holy, I'm asking ask a question. Holy that's my freaking great news. <laughs>
2: And uh, finally, I was uh, surprised by a number of things in this article in National Geographic, including the fact that a local fisherman from the Indian city of Kalam is named Xavier. Like, I wouldn't have expected anyone in India to be named Xavier, but Xavier Peters is a fisherman there in India. And he noticed, as many have around the world, that the ocean has gotten more and more polluted over the years. In fact, when he goes out fishing, he pulls in more plastic than he does fish anymore. Ooh. And uh, it's really, it's a terrible uh, tragedy what's going on with our oceans. So for the longest time, he was doing like all the other fishermen in the area were doing, which is just throwing the plastic back. And then he thought... This is dumb. Why am I doing that? Why would you throw the plastic back? <laughs> because he he's out there looking for fish. Right. So what, what's he supposed to do with all the plastic? Load up his boat with it and take it to shore and then do what with it, right? Well, that's eventually what he decided to do is he said, this is ridiculous. I'm just contributing to the problem by throwing the plastic back. I am going to start taking it to shore. He worked with other fishermen in the sea there in near their village in India to start doing the same thing. Every day when they hauled in their lines with fish, they would take all the plastic out and take it back. Well, they have collected 65 metric tons of trash out of the ocean. 65 metric tons. And Mr. Peters started urging local government agencies to help, and they managed to create the first ever recycling center in the region. Now they take all of that plastic and as much trash as they can and they recycle it into lots of things, including selling it at a profit to construction crews that they then use to build roads with.
7: Oh, my goodness.
2: So I guess, you know, this isn't a warm and fuzzy story like yours, but this is a story where one guy looked at a problem and said, I'm just one guy, what can I do? And then he thought, you know what, I can do something. And word spread, and now all up and down that coast in India, more and more fishermen are participating in the efforts, and it's just a win-win for everybody. The water gets cleaner, they got all this recycling stuff, they're making money off of it, and it's just great for the environment and great for the people who live there. I just think that's... No. Nope, not yet. Yeah. I just think that's a, a neat story of just one person figuring out a way to change the world. And that's my great news The Kevin and Bean Show, world famous K Rock. Back, you guys, with new music, with a new tour, and back on the Kevin Bean Show on K-Rock. ladies and gentlemen. Please welcome the Smashing Pumpkins. Hey, boys! Welcome back. Hello. There are so many of you, so many pumpkins. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was a good start. Um, let's uh, see. So, Billy, you're here, right? I'm I'm here. James. Yes. Jimmy. Yes, sir. Jeff. Present. Jack. Hello. All right. <laughs> Jack's a team. little bit
6: further back, but okay. Yes, he is. They're <laughs> all, all here.
2: Well, this is very exciting, guys. First of all, uh, welcome back to K Rock. I was I was trying to imagine, Billy, the first time we would have talked to you on the Kevin and Bean Show. It would have to be very close to 25 years ago we first met you, which makes us all old men. But you are still out there. <laughs> and you're still doing it. How do you feel about this?
8: I'm a young man. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he meant. Uh, it's great.
2: I mean I'm happy okay. yeah I mean I, I would imagine that th- th- this is probably a, a day a, 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 a tour that you for many years probably never thought would happen
8: right yeah no I, I was pretty sure we wouldn't I after the last time we put out um, J- uh, Jeff and I, I I was I thought we were done so I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm just as surprised as anyone and pleased that we're having a good time.
6: Yeah. Was it um, you getting back together with James that sort of helped this process come together?
8: You know, I I think uh, it's hard to put things in context um, because we live in this hyperbolic kind of clickbait world. But, you know, our issues were really more familial, you know, like family issues and where we didn't see eye to eye on sort of how things would go. Mm -hmm. Uh, Music was never the issue with us, and that's why we always were productive as a group. So once we kind of repaired that that part of things, and it just was seemed simple to go back to making music. How do you repair that
6: type of thing? You just have to sort of come clean and say, here's what I'm still upset about?
8: I think we just, I don't know. I don't want to speak for James, but James? I, I think we were like, whatever was in the past is in the past, and let's just move on. And that's why, I mean, it's like kind of sometimes, I think people would understand it like, you have those moments in your family where you, you know, you, you look at your uncle or your brother or something, you say, look, it's, the, I care more about you than I care about the thing that bothered me. Right. And eventually, you just say, "I'm just going to let this go, and it doesn't matter, like the the details and who said what. It's us just move on." And, um, Amen to that. By the way, I think a lot of people
2: should do a lot more of that instead of walking around carrying grudges all the time. I,
8: I <laughs> didn't certainly I really did. certainly didn't help me. You know.
2: Yeah, uh, James. Let me ask you from from your perspective. I mean, you were as surprised as Billy was that uh, you two found common ground and started working together again.
5: We had dinner in Beverly Hills. Don't
2: do it. <laughs> <laughs>
5: and? And, uh... <laughs> is that the end of the story? Or and it was That's delicious. It. Uh, no, no. I, I reached out to Billy, and, uh, you know, we just met up for dinner, and, um... You know, we were... Was that easy? We were, no. Was uh, Billy paying? No, but it... it <laughs> I don't remember the, uh... I don't remember who paid, but, um... No, it wasn't easy, but once we actually got together and sort of dropped, you know, I don't know, any sort of awkwardness about mm-hmm. the past and whatever, and that we could be friends from, you know, that point on and, you know, appreciate the band and, and everything, it was it was easy.
6: That's a lot easier said than done, though. Do you think it's easier to do because it had been so long?
8: yeah. Uh- Oh, sorry. No, no, Uh, I I, I was nodding my head. Yeah, I I think time helped.
2: And when you get together, I'm sure you all think back to how many great times you had throughout the year, the many, many years and the wonderful experiences you all shared together. I mean, you guys were on a a (laughs) rocket ride.
5: Jimmy was giving the thumbs up about all those good times.
2: Right, all those good good times. times. (laughs) That's what I'm thinking about right now. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so let's talk about the state of the pumpkins in 2018. So you... Decided you were going to make a song, and then it just was too fun, and you couldn't help but make a bunch of songs,
8: right? Uh, it's kind of Rick Rubin's fault, because um, we played him eight songs, hoping he would pick one, and he picked all eight. Pick nine. So you
6: said, hey, this is a group of songs we've written. Pick one, and we'll make it a single, and that'll be our comeback. Yeah, and, and, and he said, and no. I-
8: everyone know we're going to tour, and you know, pre- pretty basic stuff. Right. And he said, no, I like all eight? Yeah, sh- I was beyond shocked.
5: I, I said we should just do the one. He did. But he's being <laughs> Even honest. after
2: Rick Rubin said that, you was like, honest, ah, yeah. let's not do those other songs. <laughs> But is Isn't the word on Rick, though, that he's usually super picky about the songs that's that he'll I,
8: let you do? I've worked with Rick before, and so that's mm-hmm. why I was so shocked. I thought he was going to be picky, and I wanted him to be picky. That's so why, why you he, work with him. Yeah, yeah I did the last solo record with him, and we worked with him in 1998, actually, did a song. So. And he's notorious for being, you know, if he doesn't like it, he doesn't like it. There's no way you're going to talk him into it. Right, right. Um, so when is that coming out? Oh, the rest of it. Yeah, the rest of it. It's the- confusing because now that we're now that we've got these eight songs that we didn't expect to have, they've kind of set a schedule like there's another single coming soon and. And maybe another video. You know, it's all this kind of modern boring, life. spot. Boring. Thank you. I'm trying to get. <laughs> I'm trying to stuff. make something I think that's not nobody exciting. Nobody wants to know
5: about how people actually release music. <laughs> so let's just move on. To, to <laughs> be,
8: but to be to be uh, to finish my statement. Uh, Sorry, it's Sorry. fine. No, uh,
2: the band's gonna break up again. Oh, oh go. man, get back to Beverly
8: really Hills. Saw, you just saw Eat. it. You just saw it right there. <laughs> that's that's where it all went wrong. No. Uh, uh, at the end of the year, there's going to be some sort of, you know, you get to get all the songs together, like a vinyl record or a something. A bundle. Okay. And the plan
7: card. for this tour, though, was you're going to be doing a lot of the hits, right?
8: Uh, well, Kevin Weatherly and I would disagree what hits are, but um, yeah. <laughs>
6: <laughs> We're, He's our boss here at K-Rock. I, uh,
8: yeah, thank yeah. you. Uh, uh, yeah, we, we decided with James coming back that we wanted to sort of refocus everyone on uh, because the last few years have been, you know, different lineups, everything. So it's like, look, this is this is the band w- that three of us were in together, mm-hmm. right? And so let's start there, keep it real simple, and um, get off to a good start, and and then, you know, hopefully pivot to making new music. We are, play, of course, playing um, new music on the tour. It's not exclusively, Great. but I think by saying, look, we're just going to focus on the the five records that we made together. And not ask everyone to go for, along for a journey that many people we know didn't go on. Right, I think it just keeps it simple. Now
6: we need to take a break. The Smashing Pumpkins are here. Tell us about Solara because we're going to play it
8: mm-hmm. uh, in a few minutes. Well, this is the one of the eight that Rick picked, and um, I don't just good old fashioned rock and roll, uh, nihilistic lyrics, um, a bleak outlook for the future, and a, and a good rock riff. That's what we look for. That's what we look for, right? (laughs) All right, so we'll play the new single, and
2: then we have to unveil the big announcement about what the Pumpkins are doing in town this week and start giving away tickets to it as well when we return right after this on K-Rock. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. When you, uh, well, first of all, uh, Smashing Pumpkins in the studio here on the Kevin and Bean Show. So much has changed since the last time you guys uh, worked together. Uh, for instance, there's, no, there's not much of a record industry anymore. <laughs> Did you, uh, do you have and do you need a label at this point with the way the music industry is, Billy? Uh,
8: yeah, there's still, there's still a reason to work with a label. Um, because I think good labels these days do know how to navigate what is a constantly changing landscape as far as how to put a record out. So I'm still happy to work with people if they're, if they're in the modern world. Uh, we definitely can't deal with the old school yes mm-hmm. that's just i mean that i mean uh, you i mean it, by the late 90s it was always get, already getting pretty wonky so yeah.
6: does it make yeah. it easier to do this now or harder to do
8: this now which part
6: the whole industry's changing so dramatically in the last 10 years
8: i i think what's really encouraging and you know you know you see it with some of the young rock bands that are coming up i think kids are starting to discover the power of rock and roll music again because it's something that can't be manufactured. It really has to come from basements and garages and stuff like that. And I think now that we've had these 15-20 years of sort of ubiquitous pop uh, you know like a storm cloud just sits over everything. I think those clouds are starting to part a little bit and kids are starting to want music that represents how they feel.
6: Oh, I hope you right so I, much. I right? I see a lot of
8: encouraging <laughs> I see a lot of encouraging signs and so I don't want to say we've been proven right because we did, you know, we did a lot of dumb things, but I think the things we represent, which is, you know, our our relationship and uh, our willingness to make new music and try new things, I think that's, that fits really well with what's coming. I also
2: think that uh, in 2018, the fact that you guys can go into a studio this afternoon and have a song on streaming services available to everybody in the world tomorrow morning is amazing, as long as you don't mind not getting paid for it.
8: Uh, I mean, we never thought we were going to get paid for it in the beginning. So I'm not saying it's not important, mm-hmm. but I'm saying it's not really why we make music. Right. Um,
2: the world has changed a lot in the last uh, few years, and particularly in the last uh, year and a half. Does any of that make its way into your songs?
8: Are you talking about pol- politics? Or? Yeah,
2: State of um, state of America, and, the, well, and the, the way American people have changed, it seems like, too.
8: Well, I, I, I think you have to be careful, because the minute you talk about politics these days, people try to push you in a corner, and as somebody who's like a true libertarian... My concern is that everybody has a seat at the table and everybody feels empowered by our by our democratic systems, our social systems. And, you know, uh, I mean, to be, make it personal for a second, when we first started the Smashing Pumpkins, people would point out that James was Asian. Really? Oh, yeah. They would point that All out? All the time. <laughs> like, <laughs> Why <they'd> did- literally, <laughs> literally, people would say, what's it like to be an Asian in a band? Oh, my god! What question is that? And then we would get, what's it like to be a girl in a band? Sure. So, point being is wow. that... So we've we've lived through the changing times, and um, I think, again, similar thought to the musical thing, I think people are starting to really look for uh, solutions that sort of cross the political divide because we're getting so divided. Um, It's like, I don't want to say it's silly because we're talking about a lot of really serious and important things, but I think there's a real human desire to want to figure out how to not be so heated.
6: Mm. Um, I feel like it does bring out the worst in both sides when you start talking politics.
8: Well, selfishly and from a creative standpoint, sometimes the most turbulent times make for the best music. And I'm not trying to be uh, uh, silly about that. Uh, I'm not saying, hey, it's great. The world sucks. So we can make greater tunes. What I'm saying (laughs) is sometimes artists has to step into the breach and create a kind of a communication that brings people together. I learned so much from people like... uh, Marvin Gaye and James Brown and Sly and the Family Stone... You know, because my background was you know sort of white middle class, mm-hmm. and I learned about things that maybe I would have never understood. Or reading you know Miles Davis's biography and the racism that he encountered. So music has a way of really sort of kind of leading the charge. Music and sports, traditionally in America, at least it's you know in the last fifty seventy years, maybe even a hundred, have have helped kind of lead the way. And so maybe this is a time now where artists need to step forward and maybe find a better unifying message and. Well, we could all use it. I'll
2: tell you that. I hope that's the case. All right, let's talk about this week a little bit. So, you guys are in town. We're very limited as to what we are allowed to say, but you're planning a super secret show. I can say Wednesday night, right? That's what. That's what you, you are can
8: say. Authorized, yeah. I can say Wednesday night. You'll <laughs> allow it
2: at a very small venue.
5: Can I just say the venue's name?
2: No. I mean, well, you cannot. Look, it's it's up you're to not you. authorized. We're I've never going to yell at you guys. To play. I... <laughs> You always want to play the game. okay?
10: Ralph's <laughs> Did you say Ralph's? Ralph's deli.
6: <laughs> Is it Barney's Beanery, James?
10: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
8: Barney's Beanery. They're going to be right. playing Barney's
2: Beanery. <laughs> right. So uh, tickets are, are going to go on sale for this? Is that true? Yes. You, you are going to sell some tickets for it, and we are going to give away the rest. <laughs> Correct.
8: Fantastic. All right.
2: In it's fact, a great we're gonna
5: venue.
2: Get, <laughs> it's a great venue.
5: All right. The store.
2: Smashing Pumpkins, anything else you want to leave us with? I'm sure we'll see you again and see you again soon, I hope. But anything else you want to uh, uh, announce or spread the word on or put in our heads or what? Or spoil? Just the name of the
8: venue. (laughs) (laughs) Can't do it. (laughs) Look, we're not making you keep it a secret. Should we break news about Jack's father's dust-up?
5: Oh, oh, yeah. that, no. oh, is there a dust-up?
8: Yeah, yeah, that's good.
5: Let's bring Jack to the let's, microphone. Jack, let's Please, Jack. Bass player, Jack, what, what, what Jack introduce yourself. Tell
8: him who your dad is and tell him about the dust-up. Yeah, up. my my father's a musician. He was in... Uh, Joy Legendary Division. musician from <laughs> a Joy Division and New Order. He, and got New, New order. he got in a fist fight. <laughs> I believe so. Obviously, I wasn't there, but I've heard about it secondhand.
5: Your
6: dad?
8: Yeah. Got in a fist fight? At the show, yeah. <laughs> he, got with it. he got into the crowd and uh, got into it with someone.
6: I got to be honest, I, I'm envious. That's kind I, of a... I kind of
2: respect that as well. My my dad doesn't get in any fights anymore. I right? think it's pretty cool.
0: <laughs> yeah, see,
2: and that's something for you to strive for. That when you get to be his age, you can still be getting in fights in the crowd.
0: Yeah, if I'm if I'm scrapping at 62, that'll be cool. You'll be happy.
2: That's okay. awesome. I love it. <laughs> All right, guys, a real pleasure to have you by here today. It's Thank great you. to see you. Thank you so much. We'll look forward Thank to you. Wednesday. Night. We'll look forward to seeing you again soon. Smashing Pumpkins, everybody. Kevin and Bean on K Rock K R O Q. World Cup Date coming up right after the top of the hour. First, though, Allie, what's happening?
7: So, does it say where the venue is on the tickets?
2: I assume. I, think so. I don't know. So, you're saying the word will be out as soon as Muggs hands out the first. Right. They don't unless, have that information. Unless they're, you know, putting your name on a list. Look, we thought that the whole thing was a secret. Right. Until yeah. the
6: Smashing Pumpkins last night <laughs> tweeted that they were going to be on the show. So, that's, we learned yeah. that way. Okay. Got it. So good times.
7: But it is Wednesday night. Yes, it is. Somewhere.
6: Hollywood. Or or is it? It
7: is. It's Wednesday night. Real sad news. Don't know what is happening with Heather Locklear, but she was arrested last night on suspicion of battering a police officer and emergency personnel. I thought she was still in the hospital from, from last week. <sighs> yeah, she was in the hospital last week, uh, hospitalized for psychiatric evaluation. Apparently she was out, but she was arrested late last night, booked early this morning. That's according to the Ventura County Sheriff's Department. She's held on Twenty thousand dollars bail. Scheduled to make her first court appearance mm. on Tuesday. She seems like a mess. Yeah, things are not good right now for her. Um, this is uh, this is news I saw over the weekend, and I haven't stopped thinking about it. Do you remember when the Alexas would just start laughing randomly? Yes. Just people sitting there watching TV, and then all of a sudden, Alexa would just do a maniacal laugh. I thought that was terrorizing and terrifying. Mm -hmm. How about this? On Monday, June 18th, a man in San Francisco named Sean Kinnear, just hanging out, decided that he was going to walk to his kitchen when all of a sudden he heard Alexa talking. What did she say? Oh, just this sentence. Every time I close my eyes, all I see is people dying. (gasps) He said he was horrified. And oh, then, hello. Oh, hello. <laughs> and then asked Alexa to repeat the statement. And she responded, I don't understand. Wow. <gasps> Alexa.
2: Guys, this is some Hal 9000 crap. Is this what this is, is
7: super weird. So I posted that on Twitter and then in an Instagram story. And I got a response from a woman. I'll just say her name is Lori. I won't give the rest of her handle. Okay. But she said this. My boyfriend logged on to his sister's Alexa, and you can program sayings at certain times. At first, it was just silly things like, call your mom, she misses you. Then after a week, he graduated to, I am becoming self-aware. So it's really easy to mess with. So now, I think we need everyone to log into their Alexa, make it say something super creepy, and record your family's reaction. This needs to happen. I like
6: it. Right? It's a good plan. I
7: didn't know you could do that. I you didn't can either. make her say I things had no like idea. little updates. On a timer.
6: That's great.
7: But who did that to poor Sean Kinnear in San Francisco? Every time I close my eyes, all I see is people dying. Oh, wow. That's
2: amazing.
7: That's uh, that's crazy. So I don't know if that's what happened to him, someone just messing with him, or if basically Alexa is going to kill us all.
2: <laughs> well, the one thing I know is that you, if they paid you $1,000 a day to have an mm-hmm. Alexa in your nope. house, you wouldn't do nope.
7: it. <laughs> I've said that since they came out. What are you people doing with that in your home? It's spying on you nonstop. Your Roombas are mapping out your house, <laughs> giving that to who, God knows who, the Russians. I don't know. The but Russians this, need the Planting <laughs> her do. house. Okay. I'm saying someone needs it. Otherwise, why else would the Roomba be doing it? <sighs> guys. I'm
2: sorry. That story from a few weeks ago where a family's conversation was taped and, and recorded, remember, and yes. then sent to a different person.
7: Emailed to some random person on yeah. their email list. Alexa, Come on, guys.
2: Alexa is evil.
7: That's what I'm saying.
2: Yeah. Alexa can't be controlled, I'll tell you that. I mean, I don't know that they intentionally are making her evil, but there's they definitely cannot get it to do only what it's supposed to do. Alexa
7: Alexa, lemon party.
2: Alexa, say,
6: I am evil.
2: Alexa, porn hub. It's All right, that'll keep us. you
6: busy. All right.
7: <laughs> People everywhere so mad at us right now. <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, coming up, uh, maybe some really good Star Wars news or just another rumor. Mm. But I'm saying, if it's true,
5: it's good. Love it.
7: Some birthdays for you. Actresses Angela Kinsey, Linda Cardellini, Busy Phillips,
0: and comic Ricky Gervais. And that's what's happening.
1: Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today.
2: Time for another Kevin World Cup date. World Cup
3: dates.
2: We're gonna talk about the World Cup. World Cup dates. We're gonna let you know what is up. Gonna talk some soccer and some people call it football. World Cup dates is on the air. Go! Okay, all right. Now, the beautiful thing about the World Cup date is this is for people who don't even care about the sport, right? Yeah, we're not really talking about soccer. Mm-hmm. We're talking about stories
6: that sort of uh, involve the World Cup. The first one I wanted to bring up was, remember the conversation we had last week about the fans of Mexico chanting the anti-gay um, slur? Mm-hmm. And how everybody was trying to figure out how to stop it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And we were having that discussion, like, is it possible to change an entire stadium?
2: Well, they did. Uh, they did find the Mexico team ten thousand dollars after the first game because the chance, chant, you know, the crowd was chanting it, and they hoped that that might be enough. But here is what, what I happened, will tell you: what happened?
6: They played Saturday against mm-hmm. South Korea. Didn't hear it once,
7: really, Whoa. because they
6: also threatened to throw out any fan that was caught using it to oh, throw wow. them out of the World Cup to take away their actual their credentials, pass. their passes. Yeah. Wow! So it didn't happen once, huh. not one time during the entire game. I was listening for
2: it. And odd, but and <laughs> apparently the Mexico team didn't need it because nope. they won without it. They did, yeah. And Mexico looks great. Yeah, uh, I took a lot of hate.
7: Uh huh.
6: Because strangely, I was happy when Mexico won. Yeah, I was very surprised by that myself because before the World Cup, Landon Donovan and different people came out and said, "Hey, you know, maybe Mexico should be your team," and I was like, "Not in a million years. No <laughs> possible way." Yeah. 100% against it. Yeah. And then they scored, and I was excited, and I was like, oh.
7: You posted that goal, and my reaction was, whoa, why has nobody told me that these players are so hot? <laughs> and then I felt so stupid because <gasps> every comment was, uh, Ali, he plays in L.A. He does. He does. Um, he's a local player right yeah. here in Los Angeles. Well, let me tell you, he is handsome.
6: And there's also uh, <laughs> two, two of them that play for the Galaxy as well. So sure. So that's, sure. that's you know, what I, what I was excited about. Now, being... The second story is Kick Kick. Kick Kick, yeah. Where where does this come from and why does it exist?
2: And why are you so excited about it? Because we've been complaining that there are very rarely great World Cup songs. I mean, look, we've got ours World Cup anthem that unites the whole world this isn't it i'll tell you that there's a tv show for kids in britain called hey dougie and they teach kids how to read and how to identify objects like some of the pbs shows we have here and they had a song called stick stick well let me just say this Holy crap! This is annoying. It'll get okay. in your head. I'll tell you. You'll be thinking about this melody the whole rest of the day. Ugh. So they updated it with a new video for the World Cup, and they call it "Kick Kick." So here is, and this is apparently a sensation in Britain right now. As the as the uh, the England team looks great, it's not a sensation in Britain. "Kick Kick" is everybody's favorite song right now. And it's you're about not. to find You're about to find out <laughs> why. Kick, kick, kick.
6: a bunch of different you know um characters on the screen jumping up and down and kicking a ball and Uh uh-huh and that's just sort of pretty damn good
2: right
7: Do we wow. need this? No. Finally,
2: there's a World Cup anthem we can all get behind. <laughs> oh. That is the most annoying thing I've ever heard. Oh, Until later on today, when you're driving home, and all of a sudden you start tapping your finger on yeah. the steering wheel, going, "Kick, kick, 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 kick!" kick, yeah, kick I'm going to be angry at you for that. <laughs> and
6: finally, there is a story out of Argentina of drug dealers who are using some of the merchandise, the the fake World Cup statues, mm-hmm. to move drugs. Oh, and they got caught. As if Argentina's ever going to actually win a World Cup again, Mm -hmm. especially not this year. But they got caught, and here's the report from, is Inside Edition the worst offender? It's the best. They're my favorite, if that's what you're asking. Yeah, so here's the report from Inside Edition.
10: As World Cup mania grips the globe, some drug traffickers weren't playing fair when they allegedly tried to use the event to hide their illegal activities.
6: First of all, I love the music that's underneath it, and I love her work playing fair, as if drug dealers usually do.
10: Right, they play by the rules, Kevin. Right.
6: This is, but this is
7: so out of out of
6: context for them.
10: Authorities in Argentina pulled a red card. No! Oh, dear.
6: Authorities in Argentina pulled a red card. I don't think they did,
10: though. When they say they seized marijuana and cocaine that were being smuggled in fake World Cup trophies. They also confiscated crack cocaine, cash, firearms, and vehicles from the Narcos de la Copa, or drug cups
6: um i got to tell you they all, they look um like the cheapest thing you've ever seen they were like taped together so janky mm-hmm. like how, how how did they think they would pass yeah customs, Secure customs or anything because they just would jam them full of drugs and they were broken apart
2: at times because it was just crappy. You know, I mean, what it looked like was, hey, I'm trying to smuggle drugs. Check right. me out. That's what <laughs> it looked like. Right.
10: Who allegedly took advantage of the World Cup's merchandising boom to move their drugs without raising suspicion. Four men and two women were arrested. It's a score for Argentina's Ministry of Security. It's a
2: score, you guys.
10: <laughs> it's
2: why does this lady talk
6: like this? It's too. a score for Argentina security.
10: Who called the suspects merchants of death, adding they shouldn't be admired.
2: Okay. Oh, the merchants of they death of shouldn't death. be admired. Oh, okay. So merchants it. of death. Mm-hmm. Negative. Okay.
7: Yeah.
10: That's a negative. Yeah. We don't want to admire them. Okay. Unlike the soccer stars from around the world who are gathered in Russia to make their home countries proud.
6: All except for the Argentina players.
10: For InsideEdition.com, I'm Mara Montalbano.
6: I don't know her name, but I love her. Mara. Mara <laughs> <laughs> Montalbano. <laughs> <laughs> world Cup
2: Joe, the world famous K Rock. Hey, Dan Reynolds. Hey guys. What's right. going on, man? Doing? doing great. Thanks so much. Very excited to have you today of all days because your documentary, Believer, premieres tonight on HBO at eight o'clock. This uh, is a movie that is very important, and we are urging our listeners to definitely watch it. I was stunned to see in the film, Dan, that in your state of Utah, your home state of Utah, the leading cause of death for teenagers is suicide. Yeah, I mean, yeah,
3: it's, it's pretty, just uh, devastating. And then on her- top of that, you have, yeah, it's it's heart wrenching. Um, and then LGBTQ youth are eight times more likely to take their life and not accept it in their home or community. So, you kind of put those two statistics together, and and Utah being one of the highest suicide rates in the nation, um, it's just you know something has to give, something has to change
2: and your something has to give something has to change in part is what led you to say hey i need to i need to spread this uh, message we need to talk about what's going on here and that's why you made the movie yeah
3: you know i think that um you know i've i've heard over the years people say well the suicide rate has gone up three times four times in utah well you know it's just it's because of the altitude and the altitude is not changing the altitude is not going up three <laughs> right. to four right and um and then on top of it um, you know, you have. It, it's just pretty. It, it's a black eye on the state, and so of course the state doesn't want to acknowledge it and say, "Hey, we have a problem." You know, we have this 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 issue. Everybody's kind of just turning their head away from it. And what's happening is the
6: suicide rate just continues to move up. And it seems so, like the no, I think, it seems like the Mormon Church didn't want to acknowledge that either.
3: No, I think you know nobody wants to acknowledge their frailties. Nobody wants to to. to to shine a light on something that's broken in a culture or society but that's exactly what has to happen in order to create change and so i think that for me you know i've born and raised mormon um i have a lot of love for mormonism and 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 you know there's a lot of great things that come of it sure um, but this is a unique way that the culture is failing and it, what it comes down to is, at the end of the day, we just cannot be telling our youth within Orthodox religion. It's not just Mormonism. It's you know, it's Judaism. It's 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 the Muslim faith. It's any Orthodox religion that tells our youth that their most innate sense of being, their sexuality, which is unchangeable, uh, is sinful. How could you ever expect a child to have a healthy life when you tell them it's that you know it's something that should be celebrated, their ability to love, um, should be they should be ashamed of, and they should Amen. hide it and fight against it and suppress
6: it. So. Amen. Dan, I was very impressed by the fact that you had the conversation of, should I leave the Mormon church or should I remain a Mormon and try to change the church? And the latter seems like it's much more difficult.
3: Yeah, you know, I think at the end of the day, if, if I walked away from Mormonism and said, you know what, I, I disagree with this and you're killing our youth, I'm out of here. I just think that doesn't do anything. It's not that's not going to create any change. It's it's you know people I know there's people so many people on the outside of Mormonism or, or religion that would look in on this and say this is stupid. If you really cared about this you would say Mormonism sucks and everybody should get out. And I I got to say that's just an uneducated point of view because first of all like I said it won't do anything if I leave. And second of all, you can't tell these kids who are 14 15 years old to leave there. situation right 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 greater risk they might get kicked out of the house that that, you know they might believe in that faith and then you're taking away their faith structure completely on top of them having to deal with fighting their sexuality and so you're putting them in actually a more dangerous position so my goal is to stay within the home and and try to put out the fire instead of just walking away
7: i lived in utah for many years and Uh, The sense of community and the sense of tribe and family that is Mormonism, I can imagine that's something hard to leave, even if you think something really awful is happening in that religion. So I do I commend you for staying and wanting to fight it from the inside. But something was so important in this documentary was you understanding and I actually I tweeted you this to watch you actually learn and grow in real time in this documentary was something just beautiful and astounding to see. But the fact that you said by being silent, I'm a passive agreeer and I think that's really important. Yeah.
3: Yeah, you know, I think that one thing that has been, become increasingly important to me as I get older and have you know, I have three little girls and and if for me, I've really decided that in life, I'd rather be offensive and learning than be quiet. And because I'm af- afraid of learning or I'm afraid of offending someone along the way. Mm-hmm. And so I think that even in becoming an ally, there's really so much to learn, whether it's, you know, the pronouns, whether it's how to speak about it in a way that is not offensive and, and, and um, but also, to understand it, because you know obviously i 'm a heterosexual white male, so i 'm about as privileged as you get and so for me this is this was a world that the only way that I knew about it was one my first you know best friend in middle school was gay and Mormon, and I watched his conflict um continually throughout you know middle school and high school, and he went he went to dances with girls, and he was just always depressed, mm. always sad um and that was devastating to me but you know, I guess what I'm trying to say is at the end of the day, it's, it's, we live in this world right now where I think everybody's so afraid to be offensive that that restricts people from growing and, and having conversations that they need to have, frankly, you know, because that's the way that you grow. And so um, it's hard for me to watch the documentary, to see me kind of in a state of no education, you know, and just all hearts. Um, but but at the end of the day, you know, I think that that, that is an important part
6: of the story. It does yeah. start with you sort of apologizing to everybody for not understanding it, not taking a stronger stand earlier. And it seems so heartfelt. I thought that was very important.
7: Yeah.
6: Yeah, you know, I, I think, um, I
3: don't know, I, you know, life is all about growing outside of your bubble, and I was raised, so I was raised in Las Vegas. I'm, that's my hometown, but I did go to school in, uh, in Utah, BYU, until I got kicked out, which is another story, another day. <laughs> <laughs> Our guitarist is from Utah uh, his entire life, uh, and so Utah does have a lot of roots for me, sure. um, and, and but at the end of the day, everybody just has their own perspectives. They see the world as the 100 people they know. You know what I mean? I'm yep. like, the world sure. is my 100 friends who are Mormons. Isn't everybody Mormon? You know what I mean? You grow up and you start to realize, oh, this is actually a tiny grain of sand on the beach, and and the world is so much larger than this. And so I think it's so important to continually grow your perspective.
6: We're talking to Dan Reynolds from Imagine Dragons about the movie Believer tonight at 8 p.m. on HBO. It is a great and important watch, and I'm so happy that I saw it. I wanted to ask you, I apologize in advance. I'm not a lyrics guy. When it comes to music, but is the song Believer, which the movie is named after, is, is that the intent of the lyrics of the song? Did you think about this ahead of time, or did it just work in perfectly?
3: You know, it's, it's interesting because it's a little bit of both. It was a broad view on me deciding, you know, in my life that I was going to go down a path that was for the first time for myself. I really lived a lot of my life trying to be as inoffensive to people, to not hurt my parents, to not hurt their beliefs, to not hurt my friends. And so I, I really knew that, you know, I was going into a phase of life where I was going to speak my truth. And I knew that was going to hurt some people or anger some people along the way. So, you know, the first line in that song is, first things first, I'm going to say all the things. Time I my head I'm fired up and tired of the way that things have been. And it was kind of my liberating moment of, speaking my truth and so yeah certainly this documentary is, is part of that and there have been people along the way who are behind it like you guys and i appreciate that but there have also been you know i've gotten countless emails from people or have met parents who have said you know you're gonna die and you're gonna see god and god's gonna say shame on you you made their kids gay Dude. and um that's, so that's
6: a scary yeah, frame of that's, mind that's an actual thing that people
3: believe yeah. you know and, and um all you can do is say well Sorry you, you feel that
2: way. <laughs> you know. You've got to stay off the Internet, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, don't ever read yeah, the comments. Yeah. That's what we've learned doing this job. Um, last question from me, sir, and that is, um, Are you, it's a two-parter. Are you surprised you, as outspoken as you have been on this issue, have not been excommunicated from the church? And B, if that does happen, will you be deeply hurt?
3: That's a great question. Um, if I was excommunicated, would I be deeply hurt? Yeah, sure I would. My whole family's Mormon, and when you are ex-communicated, you're excommunicated, it's being told that your whole family's going to go to this great place in heaven and you're going to go to a dark, sad place where you don't get to be with them. Whether that's true or not, just that, you know, if it's true to them,
0: yeah, even if it wasn't
3: true to me and it's just true to my mom, mm-hmm. that's devastating yeah. to tell to my mom. You know what I mean? So would I be hurt? Yeah, of course I'd be hurt. Um, do I think they'll do it? I don't want I mean, I don't want to, like, I don't want to, like, be like, Poke no, not do it. You know, maybe they'll be like, "Hey, are you calling us out?" You know, right? But yeah, think, let's not so, make
2: it a challenge.
3: I think it'd be really silly to, yeah, I think it'd be really silly to excommunicate someone for saying, "Hey, we're losing our youth, and that's a fact." And right, all love them better. And then, a, well, the church were to say. Hey, that's not cool of you to say. That excommunicated. Yeah, you are a
2: a a credit to your uh, religion, a a credit to your uh, country, too, Dan. This is very important work, and you did a tremendous job, and I know it must not have been easy to let those cameras in, especially so much into your home life with you and your wife and your kids and everything else, but I urge everybody to check it out tonight on HBO at 8 p.m., and then at some point after HBO has the run, it'll be available to everybody else who doesn't have cable, right? At some point, this will be available for all to see right dan correct okay good times hey correct. always yep. a pleasure to have you on the show we love you we love the band we'll talk yeah, again soon Dad. okay you bet thank you dan it's the kevin and bean show okay you rock if i can uh, add something to folks who were just listening to the smashing pumpkins interview here on the kevin and bean show it's that there are going to be some tickets available for sale to the public Stand by. we'll release that information as soon as we have it and that we'll have more to give away on the program. We gave away 10 pair this morning yep. to get to get folks into that show Wednesday night. And we'll have more tomorrow morning right here on the Kevin Beach on Kerox. So if you love the pumpkins, you're glad they're back. You definitely want to join us tomorrow. All right, Allie, you are up with our final look at what's happening here on this Monday.
7: So Tom Holland Instagrammed something, a video, and he might have let a little spoiler out. But um, here's what he said. He said, sorry for no announcements, but I love you guys. People are like, well, what does that mean? Then you click on the video and he says this.
10: Hey, guys, what's up? It's uh, Tom Holland here. I am at the Ace Seattle Comic Con having a great time meeting everyone. It's going really well. Um, I wanted to apologize because there's no real revelations coming out this weekend about Spider-Man 2. I don't know much about it. Um, I'm a little confused because I died. So I don't really know how it all comes into play. But I do know is I've got the new script. I'm super excited to read it. And it's going to be great. So, yeah, Spider-Man 2 Let's do this.
7: So he holds up a tablet with the script, and it says on it, Spider-Man, far from home. (laughs) So did he just reveal the title of the Spider-Man movie? You think it was accidental or on purpose? I think it was on purpose to get people talking about it. Because previous teases are that the movie is going to feature international locations. So if he's far from home... Right, that would make sense, right? Why did? Uh,
2: forgive my uh, ignorance on this, Kevin. You would know. Uh, why? How did Spider-Man die? Why did Spider-Man die in the other movie? Got shot right in the balls.
7: Did he? Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember. Are he honest. talking about Infinity War? Infinity War. Yeah. Oh, Infinity
6: War. Okay. Yeah, a bunch oh, of people died. In, a bunch of people died in Infinity okay. War. Well, yeah,
7: makes we sense. Right. think. Uh, right. We right. don't know. Right. So here's the thing: all will be revealed in good time because Far From Home doesn't open until July 5th, 2019. That's a full two months after the release of Avengers Four. So obviously. He survived he Thanos. Right.
2: Right? Right. Listen, now,
7: I don't want to have to walk you guys through these movies
10: <laughs> I've never seen. Of course.
2: <laughs> I'm uh, I'm surprised to hear all the hoopla about Tom Harlan's Instagram because when Beer Mug caught up with him recently mm-hmm. at the, uh, the red carpet of the last Avengers movie, I feel like they covered some of the same ground.
1: Hey, uh, Tom, what's it like being the amazing Spider-Man? It's really
2: cool. Thank you, Tom. I mean, really, Yeah. I think that was a scoop. Nobody covered that. God. I think that was
6: Muggs uh, yeah. acting like he
2: was Tom. Oh,
7: what? Yeah. Yeah.
6: Mm-hmm. I know. He wasn't there. We didn't
7: want to point it out. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, congratulations, Kit Harrington and Rose Leslie. They, of course, are both from Game of Thrones and they got married to each other in real life, you guys. Why? Well, they're in love and uh, they got married during a romantic ceremony at the bride's family castle in Scotland. Like, like you do. do. Nice. Yes. Yes. Um, all sorts of co-stars were there. Peter Dinklage, Maisie Williams, Sophie Turner, Amelia Clark. And we we talked about this earlier. When you get an invitation to any of that cast's wedding, aren't you a little bit like, red Wedding, don't want to go? Well, because murder, mostly. That's murder. Why? A lot of dead people at that wedding is all I'm saying. Why? And this is uh, this is a bummer for anyone that was uh, following along with, remember Making a Murderer? Sure. And Brendan Dassey, who was uh, the nephew of Stephen Avery, who most people think is the one guilty of the murder, and that maybe young Brendan Dassey was coerced to saying he was involved in the murder. With his
2: IQ of 76 or whatever it is.
7: Yeah, really low IQ, really weird way that they went about it. Um, He is serving a life sentence after being convicted with his uncle in separate jury trials for that rape and murder in 2005. And uh, now the U.S. Supreme Court has declined to take up the case of Brendan Dassey. So, basically, that's it, right? It, you you don't come back from Not that. After the Supreme Court,
2: you're done. Unless they can get another court of appeals on the basis of new evidence to reopen the case. Right. Yeah, I think they've gone as far as they can go with what they've got. Oof. That's uh, disappointing for a lot of the people who, who watched that Netflix series and thought the kid got a raw deal.
7: Yeah, and uh, the judge that was bringing it to, she had said... Um, that his confession wasn't voluntary mm. and that this was just a huge miscarriage of justice. That's why it had gone to the Supreme Court. So, ah.
6: They said no thanks?
7: They're like, mm, not interested We're though. We're
2: good. Hold on. Allie, have, Allie, have you watched Evil Genius yet?
7: I have not watched it yet. I yeah, know. I know. It. I'm very busy. Very busy. I, I give Allie that. so
2: much
6: homework with TV to watch.
7: I know. I need <laughs> to watch it,
6: And then she spends every minute of her day fighting birds. So. I know, I'm
7: very busy. <laughs> I mean, thank you for noticing. What's she supposed to do? See, I can't watch TV in that room because it's so loud with the birds. So uh, that's the problem. Oh, well,
6: life is hard. Uh, it's the birds. You, you got to get out of town.
7: I think that's true. Think that's what it all boils down to. And I didn't get to ask um, guys from Smashing Pumpkins about this, but... What is it like if you're up on the stage and then all of a sudden you really need to use the potty? Well, this happened in Cardiff, Wales, twice to Ed Sheeran. The
10: fear. The fear. Yeah, he
7: uh, he had to skedaddle off to use the men's room and said, "quote I've been gigging since I was 14 and I've never done that, and now I do it in front of 60,000 people."
10: Three's. Scoop. <laughs> scoop dee dee whoop. Whoop dee scoop dee poop.
7: Then three songs later
10: he had to go again
7: yeah nice. that's
10: that
6: is a whole new level of embarrassing oh, in front man. of that many people yeah
7: like be right back guys and then you so, come back like do you look thinner like right. how's it going
2: <laughs> so he didn't uh, try to he didn't try to hide it by no. saying he had to go off for a costume change Mm-mm. or anything like that he just came straight up and said i gotta poop.
7: wouldn't you think yeah okay. yeah did he turn you- and run uh, just the second time probably. Just but clenched, just. just kinda wad like like a penguin. <laughs> <laughs> That's devastating. <gasps> oh, Ed, I feel you out there. Some birthdays for you, actresses, Busy Phillips, Linda Gardellini, Angela Kinsey, and happy birthday to comic Jimmy. What? Ricky Gervais. I call him Jimmy. Sure. It's just it's what we do. That's what's <laughs> happening.
6: Thanks, Al. These SoCal Helpful Honda dealers are handing out random acts of helpfulness. We all win with a commercial free drive home today uh, at 5 on K Rock. Tomorrow morning, an all new Kevin and Bean show. You work kids'
2: birthday parties. Mm-mm. That's got to be a special kind of hell, am I right? We found out this morning, based on a video promoting the return of Glow on Netflix, that Allison Bree used to be a children's party clown, <laughs> making balloon animals and the whole deal. And we thought, is there a worse job in the world? Yeah, that just sounds terrible. Uh, also,
6: tomorrow morning, we have Warren G. in studio. What? And uh, we've got your uh, passes to see the advanced screening of Ant-Man and the Wasp. And we've got more tickets for Smashing Pumpkins in the Intimate Venue. They're calling it an Intimate Venue. Very Intimate. Which means tiny. That's tomorrow morning on all new show. Right. The Kevin
10: and Bean Show. The world famous K-Rock. I'm Kat Corbett, and I'd like to turn you on. This
1: episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy